Welcome to the left-wing propaganda machine, the soon-to-be, not yet, it isn't yet, the soon-to-be number one left-wing podcast in the world, that's the aim. Uh, my name is Mohammed Hassan, the creator, not Mohammed Hassan, the creator, it's Mohammed Hassan, I'm not ripping off title of the creator here. My name is Mohammed Hassan, I am the creator, presenter, editor, producer, and all of the above of this podcast that you're listening to via the magic of the internet, because it is magic. Okay, if you're going to tell me that wires going underneath the sea are all that's going on right now, you're lying to me. It's magic. There's wizards existing. There's somewhere there and they're doing stuff with sticks that are making uh, you listen to me right now. That's what's going on right now. Think about it. Think about it. Why do you think there's massive poles in the air? Those are magical ones. You've been lied to your entire life. <laughs> but no, that is unfortunately not what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about the magic of the internet. Uh, this is a podcast made by a lefty. I am a lefty. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. Uh, I'm a tolerant lefty, so I take into your views and your accounts, and I'm uh, I'm I respect them. But I, and I like to apologize for anyone who's offended by that. But it's not just for lefties. There's righties too. You know, we gotta we gotta accept. Without the righties, there would be no lefties. Without the lefties, there'd be no righties. Uh, also, those in the center, because apparently some people like to be in the middle. And those who don't even know where they are, because you know politics is confusing. I'll admit that politics is a confusing thing where people get confused. They don't know what's going on. Twitter is lying to them. Uh, YouTube lies to them. Snapchat, Instagram, you know, social media, everything's political nowadays. People are very confused. Even those who hate politics, hopefully you guys can listen to my uh, podcast. You know, you can hear what I'm saying and you can disagree with me or agree with me. You know, it's, it's, it's totally up to you. You know, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying. I'm just putting out arguments here and hopefully in a logical uh, format. That you know that people people want to hear, want to listen to, and you know just want to agree with or disagree with. You know, I'm doing this just totally out of self interest um, and of politics, and I totally just like I like politics and philosophy and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm going to be talking about the politics of the world, philosophy sometimes. You know, the news, what's going on in the world. You know, there's lots of stuff going on in the world right now. Okay. And, you know, I thought, you know, I want to put my two cents in this of stuff. I want to put my opinions out there because that's what we do nowadays. We, you know, we go on the internet, we scream and shout, and uh, I, I want to change that. I want to I want to have a nice podcast where I can speak freely, um, you know, my ideas and my thoughts. I was going to make videos, realized I'm terrible at video editing and making scripts, and I'm much better at just talking because I'm a grade A waffler, so I'm just going to talk. I'm going to talk about my stuff. And uh, anyways, I have a job to do, and that is to annoy a bunch of boomers later so you know let's just get right in let's get right in what is today's podcast about okay so i was going to talk about covid19 seemed a bit too basic and i don't know too much about it yet i don't want to just jump on this covid19 thing without getting information about it first without uh, you know understanding today we're going to talk about something just as evil capitalism <laughs> yes okay i am anti-capitalist first of all i put that out so take this with a hint of bias take this with an understanding that i'm totally coming from an anti-capitalist uh stance i'm against capitalism i think it's evil i think it causes mass amount of problems in the world and you know i'm going to talk about a bunch of things i'm going to talk about a bunch of things about why i think capitalism is preferred first of all uh why it's actually not better than anything else it's just easier and you know my opinions on why people you know like capitalism why why it seems to be the thing that people favor why people understand it a bit easier than you know socialism or other economic uh, systems you know what i mean and what what kind of economic system would i put myself into what kind of things do i think an economic system needs because i think that just you know just discrediting something isn't the best way to start discussion you know you got to discredit it you got to logically show why you disagree with it 
you know, you got to show why uh, why that thing isn't, you don't like it, essentially. Like, you can't just go out there, like Ben Shapiro, saying that thing is terrible and illogical and then use religion. Because, you know, <laughs> okay, okay, that was a bit mean. That was a bit mean, um, you know, bringing up religion. Okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is I don't want to be like those people who dismiss homosexuality as being uh, unnatural and then, you know, don't bring up any logical reasons for why it is other than a book. Okay, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to provide logical arguments on why I believe something and why I disagree with another thing. Okay, so, you know, let's get right in. Let's get right in. So, capitalism. Okay, well, first of all, what's capitalism? We gotta, first, we got to define the thing that we're talking about. Okay, we've got to define what are we talking about. We're talking about capitalism here. Okay, capitalism, essentially, is the economic and political system. It can be a political system too. But the economic system that we're talking about is basically where states, industry and commerce... So a country's, you know, industry, commerce, you know, trade, all that things are controlled by private owners. Okay, they're privately owned by corporations, by people who aren't with the government, uh, who aren't working for the state. They're working purely for themselves and for their own interest and gain. Okay, uh, for profit. Uh, and that's essentially what it is. Okay, it's just private ownership of the means of production. Okay, and when we talk about the means of production, what is the means of production? Okay, that's the, that's the essentially, the, you know, the workers the, you know, the materials, the profit gained from it, all of that is a means of production, okay, so basically just a business, what, what we live in now today, we live in a, if you live in the UK, for example, or you live in America, or you live in any, any first world country, as they might argue, you know, in the West, or even in Australia, and most countries are capitalist, okay, most countries are capitalist, especially in the 21st century, it's the preferred economic system, okay, it's perfect economic system, you know, it's, it's seen as the holy zeal of economic systems because, you know, it's supposed to have survived the 20th century. Uh, it's supposed to have to survive this, you know, anti-capitalist movement that occurred in the 20th century after the first two world wars. Um, I say first two world wars because I'm pretty sure that there's going to be another couple down the line because humanity is looking like it's going to shit. But that's a whole other podcast uh, topic. <laughs> anyway, so... It's, it's, it seemed to have survived the 20th century, you know, the 20th century movements against capitalism, such as socialism, such as, you know, uh, communism. Um, and I'll talk about why those failed as well and why I think that those aren't really representative of everything other than capitalism and how those are misconstrued uh, later on. But first, I want to talk about why capitalism is like, OK, so capitalism, you know, you know, it, it, it's seen as this thing that doesn't have any failures. It's seen as this thing which is great, which, oh, my God, everyone can see seeing in it. The thing is, though. The thing is, though, is, is capitalism, it's, it's meant to fail, okay? It is meant to fail. It, it, capitalism fails a lot. You know, the free market, the free market is literally built on the idea that it's going to crash and it's going to be built up again. I mean, our whole stock market and everything is built on rising and then down and then downfalls, okay? It's built on troughs and it's been overvalued. You know what I mean? It's built It's built on, you know, sometimes the stock will rise, sometimes they'll, uh, they'll go down. It's essentially gambling. Okay, it's essentially gambling. When people say they manipulate the market, you know, they, they come up with ideas on oh, who to invest in and stuff, it's gambling. All right, it's gambling. It's gambling on what people will uh, like and what businesses will uh, flourish. It's gambling, okay, essentially. Because gambling is going into a place, you know, imagining which cards are going to come out or guessing which cards are going to come out or where something's going to land and putting money on it. And then if you get it, you win big. And if you don't, you lose a lot. That's the stock market. The stock market is putting... Um, money on a corporation or a business and hoping that it works well and if it doesn't oh well i have another billion pounds to spend somewhere else because i'm a rich shareholder <laughs> but yeah you know see capitalism has failed a lot okay just go to history go through history the same history capitalists use to defend capitalism go through and show how many times it's failed it's failed a lot 
It's failed a lot, okay? Go to the credit crisis of 1772. Okay, the Great Depression of 1929, that led to a Second World War. That was a massive factor. Anyone who's done history GCSE knows that. It's a massive benefactor of the uh, Second World War. In fact, it led to a rise of fascism. Okay, it led to a rise of fascism, that, that Great Depression. It enabled Nazism. It enabled Nazism totally, 100%. If Germany wasn't as economically destroyed as it was in the 1920s, and in the early 1930s, it would not have allowed the Nazi uh, group to flourish. They would not have been able to succeed. They would not have been able to push people to their ideas as much as they did. Okay, that that I believe that's a fact. Okay, okay, I believe there's always ifs and buts, but I believe that if it wasn't for the Great Depression of 1929, that was in large part caused by imperialism and capitalism from the First World War. Uh, matter of as a matter of fact. Um, again, capitalism fails, um, it, it shows that, you know, capitalism is very dangerous. And when it fails, it, it destroys. Okay, Germany was destroyed after the First World War. It was destroyed after the Great Depression in 1929. Three million people were unemployed in Germany. That was massive back then. That is massive. Even for today, that is massive. Three million people in Germany alone were unemployed. So it festered both extremes, communism and Nazism, and Nazism prevailed. Nazism prevailed and we, it led us to another world war. It led us to another world war, you know, and that's not the only time, you know, more recently, the oil price shock of 1973, that led to Thatcherism, okay, Thatcher came after these strikes, she was put into power, because she made this idea, she made this story that the Labour Party were incompetent economically, which, <coughs> pardon me, which I'm not going to defend them, there were loads of strikes, okay, the economy was doing very bad, but what she did is she brought up this idea of Thatcherism, which is just cutting everything, until the worst people at the bottom are very, very poor, and those at the top are, the, are gaining a lot, okay? The austerity started back in the 70s, back in when, you know, we had these strikes, when we had the NHS and, you know, the early days of it, which, of course, got so popular that she couldn't disagree with it. So instead of taking it away, they decided to cut it into oblivion until private healthcare actually became a viable option for a lot of people. You know, because people started thinking, okay, these waiting lists are so long because they're cutting funding to the point where doctors have to, you know, uh, work overtime to meet these criteria and I'm have to wait days because um, of austerity. Essentially, like if you look at it, that's another failure of capitalism, the oil price shock of 1973. OK, that's another failure. That's a capitalist system that failed. Okay, the the moment prices of oil failed, it led to more consequences. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's not only does that system fail or the that market fail or that industry fail, but it has leading consequences. Okay, and it has terrible consequences. And I think capitalism has a lot of bad consequences that if we carry on going with it, it it's gonna cause us to go to shit. Okay, honestly, it's gonna cause us to go to shit if we don't start changing things. If we don't start changing things, everything is going to go terrible. Okay, and even more recently. Less than twenty less than twenty years ago, okay, two thousand and eight, okay, the recession, the financial crisis, okay, and people want to act like we've survived that. No, the rich have, the wealthy have, the wealthy have gotten better from the financial crisis, much better. They've gotten exponentially better, okay. They've they've, they've gone billionaires, yes, but what about the people at the bottom? Because at the same time that the very very rich were getting very 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 rich, the very poor were getting even more poor. Those who were most affected by the financial crisis weren't helped out by government bailouts, weren't given more bonuses, okay? Not everyone is a CEO of a bank that is going to be saved by a government bailout or a government loan that can keep them afloat. No, 
The millions of people who lost homes, the millions of people who lost property, the millions of people who lost uh, their jobs, okay? And that that's all an effect of capitalism, okay? You think that, you think that would happen in a non-capitalist uh, system? We would have these massive crashes? No. We wouldn't because that's not how another other systems work. Capitalism is meant to have this. And you think we're not going to have other financial crises? You think that's not going to happen? And when they tell you, when they tell you that, oh, no, we're more prepared, who are they more prepared for? Who do you think they are more prepared to protect? They're not more prepared to protect you. No, they're not. They're not more prepared to protect us, the people, you know, the normal average Joes going around in our society. They're prepared to protect those at the top, the corporations, the big businesses, the establishments that run this country from the top. Okay, that's who they're prepared to prepare. That is who they are prepared to look out for, not us. Okay, so when they say now they have more, oh, we, oh, next time there's a crisis, we have more implementations to make sure people aren't affected. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. They're not going to be helping me and you. They're not going to be helping us. They're going to be helping the big banks, the big corporations, the big businesses. And if you think for a second that those big corporations, those, those big banks are helping us, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, you're wrong. Okay, but still, it's defended. Capitalism is defended. Okay, it's defended a lot. They, they act as if capitalism is this amazing thing, you know. And I realized something. I realized something that that beyond beyond the economics of it, beyond the economics, beyond the pure economics of it, the systems and how it works logically. Because I'm a philosopher. Okay, at first, before an economics, before politics, before everything else, I'm a philosopher. Okay, when people ask me what field I work in, I'm a philosopher. I love philosophy. I have since the age of thirteen when my philosophy teacher taught me about Plato, I loved it. And I got really deep into it and I love philosophy, okay? So I look at this from a philosophical point, from a logical standpoint, okay? Philosophically, um, morally, ethically, all those kind of things, okay? And I'm looking at capitalism and I'm wondering, why do human beings favour it so much? Because it is favoured, it's favoured. Uh, we're losing this fight right now, okay? Anti-capitalists, we're, we're, we're on the minority, <laughs> okay? I'll admit that, I'm a minority right now and that, I just I just accepted that, I've accepted I'm a minority, okay? But you know, I'm going and I'm going, my research shows me a lot of things because I'm not just whipping this out of ideas. A lot of it is personal opinion, but a lot of it is based up by a fact, uh, based on evidence from historical events. Like I've previously pointed out those uh, examples that I brought up, okay? But this entire system, this entire system to me, what it is, it is simple. It's a very, very simple system. Capitalism is very simple. At its pure, at its core ideology, it's a very simple ideology, okay? Because it's not even a religion. It's not even a economic system. It's a religious ideology, in my opinion. It's a religious ideology where people enslave themselves and they worship the gods of the dollar sign. They worship money. That's what they do. They worship money. That is what capitalists do. They worship profit because at the end of the day, that is all they care about. Those people at the top. Okay, I'm not talking about your small business owners who want to, you know, make coffee and own a coffee shop because that's something that they want. I'm talking about those people who are making billions of dollars. People who are making millions of dollars. There's a lot more than you think. There's a lot more than you think. That's not a very, very small minority. Okay, it's not a very small minority. It's not like one or two people, which is what we imagine people to be billionaires. There's hundreds of billionaires. Hundreds of billionaires. Okay, and they, that, that might, even though I said they're not really a small minority, they are a small amount of people. Okay, it's not the majority of people, but it's much more than people think. Okay, it's much more people think, but at the same time, it's a very small amount of people that own a massive amount, a absolute massive amount, okay, of, of wealth in this world. And to me, that's unfair. To me, that is unfair. When you can have 1% of the world owning more wealth and amassing more wealth than the bottom 50%, how is that in any way fair? 
how is that in any way fair? Even if you look at curves, right? You look at graphs. You see, they don't go up in a fair manner. It's steeper than ever before. The inequality in the world is so steep right now. It's one of the steepest things ever. It's, it's, it's insane that people still defend it, but they defend it. Why? Because it's simple. Okay. It's, it's so simple. I mean, if economic systems were video games, okay, capitalism would be like playing the tutorial on recruit mode for a game that is rated Peggy 3. Okay. It's, it's, it's very, very simple. The entire system is literally just made for the sake of profit. Okay. But businessmen, people on the right wing, they won't admit that. They will not admit that to you. They won't, they won't admit that. Oh no, it's just for the sake of profit. They won't. Okay, they'll, they'll come up with these arguments. And I, I found four key arguments. Four key arguments I found when I was doing, uh, uh, when I was, uh, you know, defending, uh, when I was going in my research against capitalism. Okay, four key arguments that I realized that capitalists, you know, constantly go to. Okay, so these are the four arguments that I'm going to be going through through this podcast. Okay, number one. Pardon me, I, I just have a cough, so there might be some cuts and stuff. Okay, number one, the moral capitalist argument. Okay, the moral capitalist argument. Okay, the competition argument, the efficiency argument, and the argument stemming from freedom. Okay, now you might not know where these arguments are just yet because I all gave them names. Okay, but I'll go into them one by one. I'll go into them one by one and explain to you why capitalism isn't wrong, is wrong from, is wrong and very simple from a uh, philosophical, logical standpoint. And I'll bring out their arguments and I'll show why they believe these things and the truth behind them all right so these these four arguments the moral capitalist argument the competition argument the efficiency argument and the argument for freedom okay these are the four arguments that i'm going to go down that are used by people who defend capitalism okay and these arguments uh that capitalists from the right wing all use to defend their religious ideology and the goals of free market you know i'll be dismantling them one by one i'll be going through them one by one and showing why it's not better it's not better because of these reasons that people bring up, but in fact, it's preferred because of its simplicity and easy access. Okay, it's preferred because of its simplicity and easy access to money and power for the wealthy. That is why. That is why, because it succeeds for very few, okay, and it affects many, all right? That's a core part of capitalism, okay? It's very successful, very, very, very successful for a very few amount of people, and the rest of people are ignored. The rest of people are ignored. Okay, so let's... Let's begin with the first argument. The first argument I always like to begin with to show the hypocrisy of capitalism, the hypocrisy of some of these people. All right, uh, I'll just give up my notes here. Okay, sorry for that. Okay, the moral capitalist argument. All right, these these are the guys I like to call the nice guys in capitalism. You know the the ones who the ones who I refer to as the moral capitalists. Okay, sarcastically of course. You know these people are the ones who defend capitalism because it's immoral for people to work. And for us to take away their hard-earned money. These are all the people who, when you ask for higher taxes, they bring up, are you taking away people's money? People are working hard for this money and just taking it away from them, just stealing from them. All right, all right. That's what they do, okay? And they base this argument on two assumptions. When I'm looking at this argument, they're basing it on two assumptions, okay? They're basing it on A, people should work, and when they do, they should earn money. And B, that that money is their money. These are two very simple uh, assumptions that all capitalists agree on. And I'm going to show you why these assumptions aren't always needed to be accepted you don't need to accept these assumptions that you're probably thinking what people shouldn't have to work and when they do they shouldn't earn money no 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 let me explain it let me explain it later on okay they because they think because of these two assumptions that if people have worked for their money it's their money and it would be immoral to take away the money that they have worked for because the money that they have earned is theirs and we have no right to the money and if we took it away it would be similar to stealing one's property that's the kind of arguments that they use that's basically the arguments that they use. They think because of those two assumptions, right, that if people worked, 
right? Then it's their money, it's immoral to take it away. And that because it's theirs, we don't have a right to it. All right, we don't have a right to it, and it'd be similar to stealing one property. Okay, now to tackle this to tackle this argument, you have to look at two points, really. You have to look at two points, okay? You have to look at two points that they made. A, okay, the assumption that people have to work to earn money, okay, that they bring out. And two, that taking away one's money is always similar to stealing, all right? Now, okay, the assumption that people should have to work for money implies that it is a chief end. All right, if anyone has read Aristotle, you know about chief end, you know, the final, the end of the goal. Now, if you work for something, you know, it implies that it's a chief end, okay? That that it's something that, you know, once you've reached it, you're done, okay? That's how people, that's how money is made to seem. That once you have money, you know, that, that you've achieved your goal. No, money is a means, okay? Money is a means. Anyone who's ever lived and understand anything like tax, housing, clothes, education, travel, phones, okay? Internet access, concerts, sporting events, relationships even, you know, therapy, you know, pets, pet insurance, you know, all of this stuff in reality cost money that you earned. Okay. And when you look at it, when you look at it, this assertion that people have to work to earn money, what it boils down to, what it boils down to is people have to work to earn money to gain access to materials. That's what it is. That's what it is. People have to work to earn money to gain access to materials because money isn't the chief end. Money isn't the, the, the goal. When someone's, when, when I'm, what I mean by chief end is, imagine you're going to the gym, right? Imagine if you're going to the gym, okay? And you go to the gym and, you know, people say you have to work out. You have to work your biceps out to get bigger biceps. Okay, you have to work your biceps out to get bigger biceps. Okay, money, what money is, it's like money is going to the gym, working out to get bigger biceps, doing a bunch of bicep curls, for example, okay? And then you've done all your bicep curls and then people are like, all right, uh, now you have to go do press-ups to actually make those bicep curls efficient, like useful. That's what it is. It is, it's like, wait, why did I have to do all those bicep curls? Well, because then now you can do the push-ups. I, I couldn't just do the push-ups before. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I couldn't have just done the push-ups before. You know, why, why did I have to, why did I have to do the bicep curls if I wanted to do, the, if I just wanted to get the push-ups, if all the, pu if I just did the push-ups, I would have the bigger biceps, right? You know what I mean? That's how it works. That's how money is. It's a means to an end. It doesn't actually get you the thing. You just have it. Okay, you just have it. It does get you the thing. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. It gets you the thing, but it isn't the thing that you wanted. You have to have it first, which doesn't make sense. Okay, to me, it doesn't make sense. Because especially in certain things, okay? I agree with the notion that money, okay? I'm not a staunch, like, proper leftist. We shouldn't have, like, extreme leftist, like, you know, extreme anti-money, anti-all this thing. No, no, no. I agree that certain things have value. And that, you know, you should exchange them. And if you believe that something is worth 50 pounds, okay, that something is worth, you know, that, that, that piece of paper, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That, that, that's, that's totally fine, right? That's totally fine. But I want to show you how it's not fair because in reality, things like housing, education, healthcare, and medicine are all necessary to human life, but we have to work hard for access to these. You see, because the fundamental assertion is essentially hard work equals money equals access to materials, there is no justification for why we need to work hard in the first place, okay? Why do I need to work hard to gain access to medicine? Why do I need to work hard to get access to shelter? Why do I need to work hard to gain access to education? These things are human rights. In my opinion, healthcare, medicine, education, and shelter are all essential to human life. 
You need those things. You need healthcare and medicine because without it, you die. You need shelter because without it, you die. You need education because without it, your life is unfulfilled and totally depressing. Okay, without education, your life is meaningless. Without knowing things, without knowledge, knowledge, <laughs> as that entrepreneur would say, your life doesn't mean anything. You're just a vessel of reason that has nothing to reason about. You're useless, all right? And even things like food and water, okay? Why do I have to work to get these, okay? Because, because the people at the top want money. It's all about money. The people have made, have put prices on housing, have put prices on food, have put prices on healthcare and education because for some reason we have to pay for these. For some reason that is never justified. Why the hell do I have to pay to survive? Why? Why do I have to pay to survive at a basic level? And by a basic level, I mean a room to live in, food to eat, shelter to live under. Clothes, maybe. Maybe clothes is also essential. I could throw that in there as well. But I, I do accept that some things, like not all clothes are necessary. And realistically, you can live naked. Okay, but I'm just saying, bare bones, the things you need, the things we all need in life, medicine and healthcare, okay? Access to uh, shelter and access to education. I believe that access to education comes before clothes because I can be naked and know about the world and be fulfilled or I could be fully clothed and know nothing and my life would essentially be meaningless in my opinion but you can dispute me on that one and I want to hear your disputes about it okay that's the thing so when they put up this assumption that hard work is necessary why is it necessary it's not justified why do I why I don't know any reason to why I should need to work if I'm ill if I am ill for example why should someone have to work do labor for me to earn the access to get medicine. Why? Because it costs to make, okay. All right, it costs to make, fine. But because it costs to make, I have to pay for it. Now you might be thinking that's crazy, but let me explain it, all right? So these companies that are for profit, for profit, okay? They don't just sell you the thing at the same price. You're stupid if you think that. If you think that these pharmaceutical companies all these medicine companies, right? You know, I know for someone living in England with the NHS, it's a bit different, but even then, like, you know, national insurance and stuff is what I'm talking about, okay? <coughs> but, you know, I, I do kind of agree with tax, and I'll go on with that later, but in America, for example, which is what I'm really aiming at this at, you know, which, which I get really annoyed at their argument over free healthcare because it really annoys me, all right? I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wait a minute, these people are being told they have to have a job to get medical treatment. That doesn't make any sense to me. If someone has cancer and they can't work, they're just not expected to get it. What? What? That doesn't. How is that fair? How is that fair? That people with cancer, right? They who can't work, okay, whose families can't afford surgery, all right, or treatment, have to go to charity. They have to go to, they have to go to charity. They have to, they have to go on the internet and beg people to be nice enough to give them to let them have access to treatment for cancer. That's a thing. That is a thing. Go on Twitter right now. Go on Twitter right now and I guarantee you if you tried you would find a cancer uh, person who is looking for treatment 
who's looking for money for their treatment. They can't afford it because they lost their job, right? They were made redundant because of their cancer, okay? Because they can't work. You know, that's not their fault. They didn't decide to pick the cancer, did they? You know, they can't work for it, okay? So, so they can't work. They can't work. And you're telling them they can't have access to the treatment because you want them to pay for it? That's fair? That's justifiable in your world? That's not justifiable. That's evil. That is evil. Barring someone from access to medical uh, uh, medical support that they need, that they need, and denying it them just based on financial limitations is evil. It's wrong. It is wholly wrong in my opinion. Okay, and there's not just one or two cases of this. Hundreds of cancer patients can't afford their treatment. Okay, hundreds can't. Hundreds of people can't. And that's not fair. How is that fair? In what world is that fair? Okay, so this idea that hard work is always necessary, that you need to work hard for things. No, I don't. If I have cancer, okay, if I'm an ill person, why do I need to work? Why do I have to do manual labor or physical labor or mental labor, right? That is going to have a detriment to my health because that's what work does. Work has detriments to your health. If you're ill, if I'm ill, okay, if I had COVID-19, for example, right, and people wanted me to do, okay, if I have, if I have COVID-19 and people want me to go make a, make a, make a, make a wheelbarrow, okay, and I need to make that, why would I need to make that wheelbarrow that costs, that if I'd sell it would cost the same amount as my treatment? Okay, why do I need to make that wheelbarrow? Why can't you just give me the treatment? Because that's the right thing. Because the right thing, the morally ethical thing to do, which is what we should all be doing because we are supposed to be working in a environment where everyone should be upholding moral standards. Yes, people slip and they fall, but the normal status quo should be that we uphold this moral standard, okay? We shouldn't have to work to gain access to these basic things now i'm not saying that we shouldn't have to work to gain access to luxuries okay because luxuries are luxuries i don't need the latest iphone 11 even though i have one i have an iphone 11 i didn't ask for this to give, be given to me to free okay i pay for it i work i tutor kids every weekend well i can't anymore which means i'm gonna have to ask my mom to subside me with her job because she's an essential worker but gets paid shit all, which is something else I'm going to go into uh, in the next paragraph of that I'm going to be talking about. Um, okay, so I have an iPhone 11. I'm not asking for this to be given to me for free because this isn't healthcare. I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm not asking for me to be given it for free. If, if Apple wants to make this a thousand pounds, they can. They can. I would say it's unfair, especially the way Apple works because that's unfair, but I'm not saying that I'm asking them for me to give it to free. Okay, it's reasonably priced. I got it for a reasonable price. Okay, that's why I bought it. If it was exorbitantly priced, I would not buy it, okay? If it was an unfair price, I wouldn't buy it because that's not right. That isn't right, okay? But these things, healthcare, education, which I would say is also a good thing again, you know, shelter, okay? Shelter, we have a homelessness crisis in this world, okay? We have a homelessness crisis in the UK. You want to know why those homeless people are denied access to housing? Guess, guess, just take a guess. Is it their crack addiction? No. Amy Winehouse had a nearly two million pound uh, house when she was alive. Druggies, drug addicts don't can afford houses. They just have to be rich. Okay, is it because they smell? No. I've seen ogres live in houses. Okay, I've seen ogres live in houses before, right? Okay, it's it's not it doesn't matter what they look like. 
or who they are, okay, but what they do. The thing that stops homeless people from getting uh, housing isn't their addictions, isn't their bad choices, it's financial. It's purely financial. Let, let's not lie to ourselves and say that these people, you know, oh, they, 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 they didn't try hard in school, you know, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they, they, they got drug addictions, all these things. Because there's a lot of people who didn't try hard in school who have drug addictions that have housing. The difference is they're probably working and they're hiding it a bit better. So then the society just turns a blind eye and says, hey, you know what? You have the money for it. Here's a house. That's it. And it sounds very simple and it sounds almost too simple to be true. But come on, let's not lie. Let's not BS it with other different ideas about why uh, capitalism is wrong or why these things exist. Okay, it's because these homeless people need money and they don't have it. So they're not going to give them housing. How is that fair? How is that fair? Okay, how is that fair? All right. And the thing is, right, the thing is, even if, even if the assumption that people should have to work hard to earn money, it's not directly applicable. There's no machine that calculates hard work. It's all made up by some guy in an office who only cares about his own self-interest first. Okay, he puts himself first, some CEO, right, says, okay, I'm going to earn the most amount of money because, you know, it's my idea, even though I'm not doing the work, you know, even though I'm not, you know, making the iPhones, all right, even though I'm not making the cars, I should earn the most because, you know, even though you can replace me and everything would carry on working fine, apparently, you know, I have to earn the most, all right? Because the CEO of a billion dollar company does not work as hard as the single mother of three who lives in a bad area that has to work two jobs to barely make rent and has to, uh, you know, raise kids in a terrible environment because of financial limitations, because she gets paid less. How is that fair? That's not hard. That's not hard. That's not hard work getting paid. Hard work doesn't get paid. Smart work gets paid. And by smart work, I mean not so smart work, work that generates money. That's what this system is about. It's not about working hard. People who work hard, people who sweat and cry and shed tears in the NHS aren't paid better because they work hard. Their job doesn't generate money. Nurses don't get paid because even though they do amazing things on the front line every day, the government doesn't give a shit because they're not giving them money. Because nurses don't generate money. That is why nurses aren't getting paid. Sorry if I'm getting riled up because that deeply, deeply annoys me. Because that's the fact. The fact is nurses are getting underpaid because the government doesn't see them as money generators. They're not money machines. CEOs get bailouts. Because they generate money. CEOs get bailouts because they generate millions of pounds. But nurses don't. Nurses don't because they don't generate money. They just help human beings from dying. That is what they do. They stop human beings from dying. But because they don't generate money, they aren't paid. That's the truth of it. The truth is nurses don't get paid because they don't generate money. And I'm going to say that again because that is evil. That's capitalism for you. Capitalism is a system where people who are saving lives, saving lives from death, get paid less than CEOs who do shit all in their offices because they don't generate money. That is capitalism. Okay? That's capitalism. You see these NHS nurses that Boris Johnson wants to defend, wants to praise? He is the same guy who cut their wages. 
He's the same guy who refuses, refuses to pay them more. Why? Why? Is it because their job is low skill? No. Is it because their job doesn't, it doesn't have a fancy degree behind it? No. It's because they don't generate money. That's why. That's it. That is the truth of it all. They don't generate money, so nurses don't get paid. You know, this COVID-19 crisis has shown me a lot about capitalism. These essential workers, these low-skill workers, you know, these people who said, oh, cleaners are low-skill. Supermarket uh, assistants are low-skill. Nurses are low-skill jobs. Well, they're very much needed, aren't they? These low-skill jobs are needed 10,000 times more than the CEOs because what are the billionaires doing for us? What billionaire is risking their life without protective equipment that the government can't provide to them? On the front lines to save lives. I, I'm not seeing any billionaire. Where's Jeff Bezos? Is Jeff Bezos working in the NHS? Huh? Is Bill Gates doing it? Are any of the, is Boris Johnson risking his life? Oh, he got the coronavirus too. Yeah, and he was saved by the people he refused to help. The irony. The irony. The irony of the fact that immigrants who were told that they shouldn't be in this country, that they should go back home, are saving the lives of the prime minister that doesn't want them here. The irony of it all. And that is an evil part of capitalism. When people who want to defend it for, oh, they're taking away our money with higher taxes. Shut up. Shut up. You're chatting out of your ass. You are chatting total bullshit. Because the truth is, is that you defend the people who don't care about you. They defend the CEOs, the bankers, who don't give a damn. Don't give a damn about me and you. They don't care about the average person, whether we die of COVID-19, as long as their businesses don't get bankrupt. As long as they can still have a business after this whole pandemic ends, which hopefully it does, because of the people that they refuse to help, because of the nurses, because of the, the cleaners, because of the um, essential workers, they just, they're just gonna, they're just, they're just gonna go back to, you know, living a normal life after all of this. And nurses are gonna die. And normal people are gonna die. And what's gonna matter? Oh, that's fine. Their economy's still up. That's the moral capitalists defending. The moral capitalists. Again, sarcastic. You know, I've spent some time on this. But it's a very deep issue. It's a deep issue. It's a deep issue, okay? And that's just one part of it. That's just one part of it. The moral capitalist argument. So whenever someone says that, oh, we have, they have, people have a right to their money. And if we take it away, it'd be similar to stealing. Tell them to shut up. Because we're not stealing from the people who deserve the money. The people who have the money rarely deserve it. They rarely have the equal amount of money to the work that they put in. Okay, that's not true. It's not true that they've, that they've worked that hard. Okay, CEOs have not worked that hard. Okay? But I digress. Okay? I digress. The assumption that people have to work to earn money is also just unfounded. And even when people work hard, they're not, <coughs> they're not properly given access to these materials that they need based on one thing, their financial limitations. These moral capitalists were not, if these moral capitalists were not massive hypocrites, they would see how unfair and immoral their own system is. Because when, you know what, li what literally stealing is? You know what stealing is? It's when people borrow 100 pounds from the bank and the bank asks them to pay £118 back. That's stealing. That is stealing. Because I only took £100 from you. That you gave me. So to ask for more back, 
Is that not stealing? Is that not taking more than what you should have? Is that not literally the definition of stealing? Come on. Let's not be hypocrites here. Let's not lie to each other. Let's not defend a system that is morally broken. So I call these people the moral capitalists. Wholly sarcastically. Wholly sarcastically. Because these people are not moral at all. They're hypocrites. And they only care about one thing. Profit. The wrong ones. <laughs> competition and efficiency. The argument stemming from competition and efficiency. This one I'm going to go over pretty quickly. Because I think it's bullshit. First of all. Alright. As I do with the other arguments. Okay. So, you know, competition and efficiency. You know, don't we love it? Don't we love competition and efficiency? Because don't we love efficiency? You know, there's nothing better than a next day delivery of, you know, a video game due to the expense of a physical and mental health of a warehouse worker and driver. You know, it's great. It's great. You know? You see, the argument for competition is generally made to seem like the free market is beneficial to all of us. Consumers and dollar sexual CEOs alike. Now, let's be honest. This, the, the free market is not beneficial to all of us. Gaining any semblance of profit from it isn't even accessible to most of us. But when they defend the free market, right? When they defend the free market, they want to talk about, you know, the lack of government intervention in the free market creates competition between businesses. This competition in turn leads to companies innovating and creating best new products to attract customers, which entails that consumers are then given the best products as companies want their money. Moreover, they argue that the free market and competition also prevents large companies dominating the system as anyone can join, invest, create or consume the free market. Um, therefore, the free market and competition helps businesses make money and consumers get the best products. So everyone wins in their eyes. Also, you thought, because you see, there's three main points here. Competition leads to companies innovating, you know, which is wrong. <laughs> consumers are there, which maybe not wrong, but misleading at, at best. Uh, consumers are then given the best products as companies want their money. Only half true. Companies just want their money. And the free market competition also prevents large companies dominating industry because it allows for small businesses to join and anyone can invest, create, or consume. I find it funny, especially that last one. I'll start on the last one. And the free market is called the free market. Because it's not very free at all. It costs a shit ton to get in and it affects loads of us. And it's not free. You're locked into it. You're locked into it. Okay? It, it, it costs so much to get into it that I don't think we can even begin to understand how expensive it is to, you know, start going into these businesses. Because these massive CEO shareholders, okay, when you look at this, when you look at the companies, okay, hundreds of them, hundreds of them are just faces for big, massive transnational corporations in the bank, okay? In the video game industry, Tencent, okay, Tencent is a Chinese company that literally owns, like, every single video game publisher, like, all of them. They literally own like all of them. Well, nearly all of them, at least. They own so much of it that it's insane that people think that all these guys, like, like Nestle owns so many different brands and so many different uh, consumer products that we think are all from different companies, but they're all just from the same massive transnational corporation, okay? The free market is totally dominated by large companies. It's totally dominated by it. Small businesses can't just join in. Okay, listen, they make it seem as if I can just start a lemonade stand and you know, just start, just start, you know, come in. No, I need a permit, first of all. You want to know who lobbied for permits? The people at the top. 
the people who realize that, oh, the free market means that anybody can join in, which means we might have some competition here. The people at the top hate competition. They hate it. They hate it. And you think Apple likes competition? No. Apple hates competition. The companies hate it. They don't want to compete. They just want you to buy. That's the whole point of a business. Businesses don't want to compete with each other. You think this is the NBA? You think this is some friendly friendly game between businesses where they're like, okay, the consumers are the people who are going to get you know the best product at the end of the day, the championship, you know, the entertainment from it. And we're just, we're just, we're just going to have a nice competition. Hey, hey, Samsung, you want to compete? You want to compete for the best phone? We'll, we'll try our hardest. We'll try our hardest. No, it's a lie. It's a lie. Competition doesn't stem from it. Good marketing does. Good marketing does. You know, that leads on to another point, okay? That leads to innovation. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because it just leads to better marketing strategies, okay? The best companies, right, aren't the best products. They don't own the best products. They own the best marketing teams, which is commendable, sure. Well done. You, you, you've found a way to mislead hundreds of kids into thinking that these earphones are a social status symbol and that uh, if you own it, that you're cooler and you now influence a generation of mindless sheep into buying your product. I'm talking about the AirPods. <laughs> because because they marketed it great. They they sold a lie that these that these <clears throat> that these products were amazing. That it's the best sound quality you can get for a hundred pounds. It probably isn't. For two hundred pounds even <coughs> they're not. And then when they make out the AirPods too, they're literally the same thing. But with wireless charging most people don't even use but they bump up the price why why do they bump up the price oh because they can because it's the free market because it's a better product no it's not you just sold it in the same package in the same box you just put a different advertisement on you just changed a couple words in the same font apple uses the same that that pisses me off okay they use the same font and they say the same thing every year they just change the video a bit Add a bit more slaps and claps and, you know, hoo-hahs and bells and whistles. And everyone thinks it's a brand new product. I mean, look at the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 11. I own the iPhone 11. I skipped out. This is my first ever iPhone, actually. My first ever iPhone. And it is, like, exactly the same to the one last year. If I bought the iPhone 10, the 10R, the 10S, what is the purpose of the iPhone 11? It just has an extra camera. And I will tell you, I have never barely used this. I, well, not never. I have used it in very, very rare instances. I barely ever used a widescreen camera. Okay, the wide angle one. Okay, don't let these massive tech YouTubers lie to you. You're not going to use it. You rarely do. Okay, if you're into photography, invest in proper photography equipment that is probably also exuberantly priced and is, you know, totally unfairly priced because it's just technology. Okay, you know, don't 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 buy an iPhone with an extra camera. Okay, and at the same time, right, the Apple 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 are stupid as well. For some reason, what's the point of the iPhone 11 Pro Max? It has a better screen. Okay, unless you put them right next to each other, you can't really tell. Okay, I went into the Apple. I I I have the iPhone 11. Right, I watch Netflix perfectly fine, perfectly fine. It's great. It's a great experience watching Netflix. It's a great experience watching videos. It's a great experience listening to music through the speakers. I went to an iPhone 11. Oh my God, I can see the blacks a bit more. Holy shit. Doesn't matter anyway. There's not that many black actors in TV. <laughs> I'm joking. Joking. Relax. Okay. What's the point of a better screen if I'm barely going to need it? I can't tell the difference between dead pixels and real pixels and all these mega things. The average person can't. 
It's a lie. It's a lie. Oh, sure, it should be available to the people who want it, but why for a thousand pounds? Where did you get that price out of? You just, you just grabbed that ass. That's what you did. You grabbed that ass. You're like, slap a thousand pounds on it because people are going to buy it because you have this manufactured and respected brand name for some reason. That's what competition is. Competition is about getting the best marketing team and creating a manufactured and uh, brand that is respected for no logical reason. And then just lying to people. You know, they literally, the people will go as far as manipulating the consumer. You know, they'll regress older hardware without telling them with new software updates to save battery life. You know, what they really want to do is they want to make your old iPhone slower, right? So that they can upgrade it. It's, it's insane. It's insane that people, you know, defend this thing. It's insane because it doesn't lead to innovation in products. It leads to innovation in marketing meetings. That's what it does. Because they don't, yeah, because consumers are not given the best products. But companies still want their money. So they're half right there. You know, point B, consumers are then given the best products as companies want their money. No, that's 50% true. Consumers aren't given, it's funny how a syllable changes it. Funny how a syllable makes it true. Okay, it goes from consumers are then given the best products as companies want their money to consumers aren't given the best products as companies want their money. One syllable just makes it true. One syllable. Insane. Insane. And efficiency. Okay. The problem, like, this is a very easy one. Don't get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in the efficiency argument. Because that race for efficiency has led to plastic polluting our oceans of waters. Carbon dioxide levels increasing towards global catastrophe. Sea levels rising. Okay. Holes in the ozone layer. Fracking destroying water sources. Animals becoming more and more exi- extinct. And forests being cut down quicker than ever before. The blatant disregard for ecological effects of capitalism, the terrible ecological effects, might I add, okay, for capitalism's efficiency, is only going to bite us in the asses if we don't change now, okay? Competition and efficiency are loved by capitalists, but for all the wrong reasons, okay? Competition in the free market isn't like the NBA where the best team wins the series and, you know, takes home the trophy. It's more like the EPL. Where the team with the most money absolutely destroys everyone else because they can illegally afford the players and then get a little slap on the wrist a couple of seasons later, but they still get to keep their trophy. <coughs> Man City. <coughs> oh, sorry. I have a cough. But now, now on to the big one. The big one. The big one. This is just as insane to me that people use this argument as the moral capitalist argument. Okay. Capitalism promotes freedom. By gosh. Whoever came up with this argument is chatting out of their bollocks. Not their asses, they move. They are they are chatting out, they are they are just wafflers. Grade A wafflers. If people think that capitalism promotes freedom. Since when? I'm new to this idea. You see, it's also my least favourite argument. This is one of my least favourite arguments. And it's the most ignorant. It's one of the most ignorant. You see, one of the key arguments that is used to defend the religious ideology whose lord and saviour is the dollar symbol, is that it promotes freedom, as anyone can access the system and benefit from it. You know, the argument goes like this. One, the free market allows for anyone to get involved and gain capital. Two, if government intervened in the market, it would limit people from gaining capital. Three, this limitation means that people are not free because you can't be limited and free. And then four, concluding, since the free market does not limit wealth that one can amass, it promotes individual freedom. Of course it doesn't limit wealth. You know, it doesn't limit wealth. It just allows 1%, <coughs> a very small amount of people to amass a shit ton of money 
at the expense of others. That is so fair. That is freedom. That is freedom. God, so free. You see, we won't spend much time on the first point, you know, that it allows everyone to get involved, because it doesn't, as I've said previously. No, it doesn't. I mean, let's be real, okay? Let's be real. The reason capitalists hate this is because they hate this regulation on the amount of money they can make. That's it. All they care about is the money. That's all they care about. <laughs> all they care about is money. All they care about is money. All they care about is is making money. So when governments want to come in and implement systems that will limit their money but improve the quality of life for other people, of course they're going to be against it. Why do you think corporations don't care about us complaining about, you know, their um their Bangladeshi children workers, you know, making half of their products? I don't know why they don't why they outsource it to third world countries or poorer countries with lower uh you know uh qualities of life where they can just cheaply get this uh work done because they want money. You know, I hate it. I hate it that Trump Trump is talking about bringing money back to uh bringing uh you know companies back to America, making America great again by bringing work back when he defends the companies that continually move their work outside of America so that they can make more money. And I mean, some companies won't even like deny it. Like Apple for a very long time, it's not on my iPhone 11 anymore. And I'm not just hating on Apple. They're just a very easy target. Literally would say, assemble in China, made in California. You don't know what that made means? It means some guy drew it. Some guy drew it in California. That's it. That's it. They just drew it in California. They drew it in California. They designed the chips. They did the programming part. You know, decent parts, right? But they're, but they're making it seem as, oh my God, so much was done in California, man. So much. So much was done in California. All of it was done in California. Nearly all of it. It was just made in China. It was just assembled in China. They just put it together. Okay, it's like a, they just did the jigsaw part. We drew the art and then they just put the jigsaw together. Okay? Come on. Come on now. Okay, people on the right wing want to defend, you know, these companies and then talk about, we're going to bring work back to the country. We're going to bring it back. No, you're not. You're going to continually defend companies that outsource their work. That outsource their work to other countries where they can exploit workers. Okay, other than the purely unethical, like it's clearly unethical. Okay, we can spend an hour talking about how unethical it is that they do this. But at the same time, they just lie to you. One, that it doesn't promote freedom. It traps people in, um, you know, it traps people in financial states where they can't get out because corporations want to just bump up the prices of everything for no reason except they want to make profit. Because that's it, okay? That is it, okay? All they care about is their money, okay? The only thing that they want to be free is how much money they can make. That's the only limitation that people want to put on it. People are saying, whoa, whoa, listen, listen, this is a crazy idea. People, This is what people are saying. People like me are saying, make a bit less money. Okay, make a bit less money. All right. You won't be able to afford 10 jacuzzis, only three. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but, hear me out, hear me out. It's going to be better for everybody. Everybody's going to be a bit more free. Okay, everyone's going to have a better quality of life. Is that all right? Is that all right? No, it's not. It's not because they're making less money. You know, they're making less money. It's insane. It's insane. 
okay? Because around the world, people are locked into poverty purely based on economic factors because the system takes into no account your potential as a human being. You know, your worth is determined by a numerical figure representing some paper locked behind the safe. Even here in the UK, as I said before, homeless people have been denied basic shelter and amenities based on what? It's not their addiction. It's not who they are. It's not their personalities. No. It's literally based on the fact that they don't have enough money. Literally, homeless people do not have the money and that is the only thing separating crack addicts in Slough and cokeheads in Kensington. The only thing. It just goes to show you that money changes everything and that's not freedom. If you need money to be free, you're not free. You're locked into a system that requires you to do certain things. That's not freedom. Who lied to you and told you that was freedom? Freedom is the ability to do whatever you want whenever you want. That's a whole different philosophical argument where you can actually achieve that. But in a world, especially capitalism, it locks you into certain classes. You're literally locked into a class. I'm a working class kid because of the income that my family makes, not because of anything else. I'm locked into that label, into that, you know, uh, into that position, but purely financially, purely financially. That's all it's about. It's about money. Capitalism is about promoting freedom. Bullshit. It's about promoting freedom. It's about promoting freedom as much as the USSR was about promoting freedom. It's about promoting freedom as much as the Nazis were about promoting freedom. Yeah, for a certain race. The same way here, capitalism is just as bad, okay? It's about promoting the certain freedoms of certain people, the rich. Because the rich can do whatever they want. You know, it's a joke sometimes. It's a joke. It's sad that this is a joke, that rich people can get away with anything and do whatever they want because they're rich, but it's true. You know, my mom said that there's always truth behind a joke, and in this part, it's right. Whenever we joke about rich people being able to get away with whatever they want, oh my days, rich people get away with whatever they want, they can literally do this. Kim Kardashian can literally shit on the Prime Minister, and she would get away with it because she's rich. It's true. It's true. That's the sad thing about it. She has money, though she has power. Okay? It's just the truth of it all. Alright? It's just the truth of it all. Alright? Capitalism doesn't promote freedom. Even those at the top... Even those at the very top aren't free. Have you heard any rappers lately? They literally follow the same career trajectory. They complain about being broke. They're locked into that. They're locked into being financially uh, unable. Okay, that's it. They don't get any attention. Then they get famous and really rich and they go crazy. You know, they get women, they get drugs, all this stuff. Then they realize, oh wait, the material lifestyle is very shallow. You know, they realize, they realize the material lifestyle is very, very shallow. Okay. And that it's it's not worth it at all, and then and then they either they can do two things, you know, they can either you know realize their mistakes and then s- release another album filled with sad lyrics about how money doesn't cause happiness, about how they're so oh oh no I have all this money but now I have too much now my life is meaningless, or or they can just totally indulge in it, go even more batshit crazy, end up bankrupt in a few years. All right while they continuously complain about how women only want them for their fame and money, but while totally indulging in it and being hypocrites, okay? You see, money and material can only buy so much happiness. And I'm not going to be corny here. I'm not going to say that, you know, oh, there's so much more things to life than money. Oh, you can do so many more things. Man, you can, you can do so many things. But come on, all right? There's more to life than big houses and the fastest cars that, that, that these people are so infatuated with, Okay? They're so infatuated with the idea of power and wealth that they'll do anything to hold on to it, even if it means that they drain everyone else for it, okay? That's not freedom. When we are kept in shackles, 
literal shackles of our income and monetary value, that that's not freedom. That is not freedom. So we've gone through the arguments. We've shown that, you know, moral capitalism is very hypocritical. Okay, this idea of capitalism being more moral because you're not taking away people's money. Yeah, you're not taking it away from the people who can't give it away. You're just taking it from the people who, who, you know, will starve and die. You know, that's totally fair. Competition and efficiency, a lie. Competition's a lie. And efficiency is destroying the world. Well done, guys. That's great. You guys are destroying the world. Love you guys. Thank you very much for that. And a freedom. The one we just talked about. Look at rappers. <laughs> Use that example next time. Rappers aren't free. They never have been. They never will be. Because they are either gonna, they're either going to be talking about how broke they were. Or they're going to be really famous and talking about how women only want them for their money. Or men. I support gay rappers too. Why not? I need to hear more gay rappers actually. Can the LGBTQ community give us some more rappers? I think we need some more of that nice gay rap. You know, we need some spicing up in this very saturated uh, genre of music. Anyway, capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. It's just easier. It's just easier because of this one assumption. Looking after the individual self is always easier than looking after the collective whole. It always is. It always is and it always will be. Okay? This is the fundamental foundation of capitalism, looking after the self. It's not the freedom of the not really free, free market. It's not the liberality you get from the government or the ethical right to keep what is yours. It is simply caring about oneself. Prominent capitalism advocates like Ayn Rand are praised by capitalists because of their advocation of just looking out for oneself and their own needs. Okay, your idea is so common. You can speak to any entrepreneur or anyone graduating from business school. They tell you, yo, bro, it's all about earning for yourself first and then caring about others. Okay. Whenever someone talks about self-improvement, it's always referring to superficial stuff like money or physique because that's all that they care about. It's not about fixing your mental health or emotional and attitude or emotional and, you know, attitudinal improvements. It's being fixed on, you know, money and, you know, gaining this financial freedom. Yeah, because the only people who are quote-unquote free are the really rich from doing stuff that we can't do. And even then they're locked into, you know, all the dreadful tragedies of being rich. You know, it's so much easier for CEOs and businesses to carry on not caring about the abuse of workers or the environment. Get a little slap from social media. Oh, hashtag uh, boycott Marks and Spencers. Hashtag boycott it. Hashtag it. Hashtag, look, look, look. Oh, no. And then the, the company's like, oh, no, guys, you caught us. Oh, my God, you caught us. You caught us. You did a hashtag. We're, we're, we're getting boycotted. Oh, no. Look, we promise. I promise. I promise as the shareholder... Who, who put a lot of money into this and wants a lot of money out of it, I wholly promise, right? I wholly promise, 100%, that I'm not going to use Bangladeshi workers. No, I'll just move it to Kazakhstan where reporters can't go. Okay, yeah, I promise. You guys will never, ever, never again, never again will you hear about me working in Bangladesh. I won't do it. Until a couple years later when you do another report about it. But listen, buy our stuff. Come on. Look, we're sorry. I said sorry. Please, I said sorry. Come on. Come on. You know, it's bullshit. It's BS. They're lying to you. Come on. Come on. They'll take a little slap on the wrist because it's fine. You know, they'll fire a CEO because it's easier than making actual ethical changes that are about all of us, that help all of us, not just some individuals. You know, even on a wide scale, things like higher taxes are hated because it means that wealth is more evenly distributed. Okay, 
okay? It, it, because when people don't see that something is directly helping them, when they don't see that their taxes are directly helping them through education, all right? Through, through healthcare, through their shelter, right? When they don't see that, things just become worse. Things just become so much more worse, right? And, and, and people don't see direct help to themselves, so they so they act so they go crazy about it. They're like, "What? The world? The, my taxes aren't helping me. They aren't helping me. They're paying. They're paying for these people on the dole. Okay? The people. These people don't do anything to society, even though they do. These low skill workers that are essential to the society that we live in, as we have seen. Okay? As we have seen, they are essential to society. They're essential to society, and people complain about paying extra taxes to support them because they don't see the individual gain they will get." Because that's what the system is about. It's corrupted human beings. It's corrupted human beings into thinking only about themselves. And that's all it is. Because it's so much easier to just care about yourself. So much easier to care about yourself rather than, you know, rather than the rather than the whole. It always has been and it always will be under this system. Okay? People are going to argue that human beings are naturally selfish. That's wrong. Why do we care for the young ones? Why do we care for people who are older than us? Society, you can look at look at animals, all right. Look at animals. Look at nature. Look at you want to be about you want to talk about natural. Look at nature. Animals work together to improve the life of the entire herd, of the entire you know school official whatever. They work together, all right. Okay, the animals that don't are predators, are vultures, are ones that destroy other communities. That's what capitalism is. Capitalism isn't about protecting everybody. You know, about, about working together. No, it's not. It's not about doing that at all. It isn't. Okay? It's about it's about helping the individual. Because that's all they care about. All they care about is helping the individual one in itself. You know? And ultimately, look. I could continue to show where capitalism is not better than social democracy, socialism, or communism. Or any other, you know, economical ideas. But based on its main defences... That's unnecessary. You know, we've shown they don't work. Capitalism is easier because one must only care about themselves and their own pocket over the welfare of others. That's what it is. That's what the system is about. It's, it's, money is a ruthless game because all you have to care about is yourself for some reason. You know, the individual always comes first in capitalism. And I personally totally believe that this prioritization of the self over the whole has led to the injustice and inequalities we see in the modern world. As the minority put their economic gain over the health and well-being of the majority, we will continue to see the reality of capitalism. Simple success for some, and simple suffering for the many. That is capitalism. And that is also the end of this podcast episode. So I would like you guys to uh, disagree with me in the comments. Like, subscribe, do all that jazz down below. You know, listen to me again if you want to uh, go over any arguments that I've said. Uh, try and prod at any of the things I've said about capitalism that you disagree with. You know, capitalism is just easier. It's not better. And I believe that I have logically shown that. I got a bit emotional sometimes because I'm passionate about this. But I don't think that tone policing is also a good thing to do. So don't do that. If someone gets heated down below, as long as they're not being rude or insensitive, uh, don't tone police them because that's just annoying. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I do have an essay coming out on May the 4th on the Philosophy Unleashed uh, blog that is run by uh, one of my teachers. I will have a link to it down below uh, when it is released on May the 4th. It will be releasing, I'm not sure around what time, whatever time he wakes up and puts it on. But uh, yeah, if you're a student under the age of 21, 
doing philosophy or politics or anything like that, uh, check out the Philosophy Unleashed blog. It's a really cool blog. I highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in that sort of thing. It's really helpful to you. It can be really helpful to you. It's really helpful to me. You know, I always go on there, read some philosophy. You know, it's interesting to see what other people think. Uh, interesting to disagree or agree with people. You know, and it's very mature things for stuff that's made by students. You know, it's high level stuff that I think anyone could be interested in. And yeah, thank you guys. That has been the Left Wing Propaganda Machine Episode 1. Why capitalism isn't better, it's just easier. An essay coming out on May the 4th. Read it, check it out, uh, do all your nice stuff. Uh, continue to be a nice human being who is social distancing in this time um, and making sure that you care about the whole and not just the individual. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a nice uh, evening, day, morning, afternoon, 3 a.m., uh, wherever you are in the world and uh, remember to support this channel hopefully if you agree with me hit a like hit a subscribe i'll be making more of these as time goes on especially in these times where i have a lot of free time on my hands uh, even though i have a bunch of a-level work to do uh, but either way i uh, hope you guys like the left-wing propaganda machine and uh, hopefully one day we can become the best left-wing or the biggest left-wing or the greatest left-wing podcast uh, in the world uh, thank you guys for your support Thank you guys for listening, and my name is Mohammed Hassan, and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys, and that is it. Safe. <laughs> Goodbye.